Welcome to a bonus episode of the Trelongo Trek, the last bonus episode of 2023. My guest today is Sam Bonwick. She's a business owner of 10 plus years, mom to two toddlers and baby number three on the way. She's ambitious, kind, and so convicted in her beliefs around money, mindset, and stay-at-home mom life. She's a certified mindset and life coach, and she's been my client for several months. I've also learned so much from her on changing your mindset in realistic ways that won't make you roll your eyes. Sam mentors unfulfilled type A stay-at-home moms to feel rich and grateful in all areas of their lives. We are so lucky to have her on the podcast today, so welcome, Sam. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Gianna. I am so excited to be here. Um, You know, it's one of those things when you get to like sit here and chat with somebody that is a business coach, but also a good friend of yours. I just feel so honored and blessed. I know we were joking this morning of like, we're going to be sick of each other because we have lots of calls together this week, but that is not true. I'm like, I could talk to you all day, every day and not get sick of you. So thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored. Of course, right before we started recording, we talked about how we have to keep this to 40 minutes just for podcast necessity. And uh, it'll be interesting if we can actually do that because you and I have more often than not gone over on our calls talking about life and motherhood and things. So this will be good. I'm excited. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit, like you've been in business for 10 years, which is a very long time in this day and age. Most people have been in business and consider themselves experts and they've been in business for like 13 months and they're like, I'm an expert. I'm so amazing. (laughs) But you've been in business for 10 years. And so I'm sure when you started your business, you had specific goals, you were single, you weren't a mom yet. And that must have been adjusted and changed as time went on. So tell us like where you're at in business now and what made you start. Yeah, that's a great question, Gianna. I, like you said, there's so many reasons, right? I think lots of women start businesses for so many different reasons, but for me, it really was that long-term vision of knowing I had come to the realization I wanted kids and I had come to the realization that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom eventually. I really wanted to have kids and get to spend the best hours of the day with my kids, but also I didn't want to be that like traditional stay-at-home mom where like, which is what I had seen with other people in my sphere of influence was if they were a stay at home mom, they didn't have any money. They didn't get to go on adventures. They didn't get to travel. It was very like you had to, I mean, even 10 years ago, it's hard to live off of one income. Right. And so I knew that long-term I wanted to be home with my kids. I wanted to get those best hours of the day with them, but I also wanted to not be limited in my finances, in our family's finances, right? I hadn't met my husband yet, but I just knew that I didn't want to be capped. And so for me, I was like, well, business ownership makes sense because you get to control how much money you make. And that was really what my long-term vision was. And now here I am, you know, with two little ones with a third on the way. And I just, I'm so grateful. I haven't had a traditional job since 2017 and I didn't have my son until 2020. So I had three years where I was like a stay-at-home wife. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like, it's just, it's really cool to be able to have the choices and the options and the freedom. And I say that I still work. I work hard. And we've talked about this a lot, right? Business ownership, it still takes work. It's just for me, I wanted to choose when I worked, who I worked with, how hard I worked and design my life around my life, like my work around my life, rather than like you put your work in first with your job and then you have to fit everything else in around it. 
I love that. And I love that you had the long-term vision, like in your mid twenties, you had this long-term vision. I definitely did not have that in my mid twenties. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. And so one of the things I want to tell the audience is like, when I do these bonus episodes with guests, I never plan questions because I really want the conversation to just take us where it goes. And <clears throat> what popped in my head as you were saying that is I'm really curious for you from your experience, from people in your space as a single woman, especially before you had kids. So even like a single woman and a married woman, I feel like people, and this is a generalized statement, people, society, they cheer you on for, for being ambitious. They're like, yes, girl, like climb the ladder, like do you be independent, be amazing, like make so much money. But then the moment that you become a mother, it's like, no, 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 no. Shut the ambition down. You have to choose either be a stay at home mom and be completely committed to your kids or go be a working mom and put your kids in daycare and, and pick one or the other. And regardless of which one you pick, you don't feel like you're winning. So for you, I'm wondering, wh what was that experience like? Is that what you experienced? How did your business change as you became a mom? That's such a great question. And I think that is pretty stereotypical. I guess for myself, I've always been very strong-willed, stubborn, convicted in my beliefs. Um, and so for me, when I was in my early 20s, I knew long-term. So my parents are divorced. I love them dearly. Um, but I knew that I wanted something different. I knew that I wanted a different lifestyle. Um, my dad made really good money. We had a lot of really nice things. We went on cool trips. We had really great experiences and upbringings but I knew I wanted different. And so when I met Alicia, who is my mentor in my network marketing business, I saw her lifestyle where she was this mom to, she was actually exactly where I am right now, which is so crazy. I was saying to her like 10 years later. So she had two kids with a third on the way and she was such a great mom. She was at home with her kids. She got to like nurture them and spend that time with them. But she was also this like killer woman on a mission, like impacting people and making a difference and going out with her husband and, um, like her and her husband build their business together. Adam and I build our business together. You don't have to do that in our industry. It's just the way we choose to, we mentor a lot of women that build it on their own. But for me, I was so intrigued by the way that she was able to truly have both. And that's something that really drew me to her was, I was like, oh my gosh, like she has this great family life. She gets to spend all this great time with her kids. You know, she has a great marriage, the way she talks about her spouse. Like I grew up in the oil and gas industry. You don't see that. You see people bad mouthing their spouse all the time. And that just wasn't something that I wanted because I knew that doesn't create the marriage that I wanted. And so I saw her, I met her, I got to know her. And I was like, that's what I want. Like I want both because I've always been that like ambitious. I want to do something. And I think you and I have talked about this a lot where I wanted to wear multiple hats, right? Like I love being a mom, but I also like get so much joy and fulfillment out of like, my kids are upstairs with my husband right now. I don't have to think about it. And I get to be down here and talk to you and have a great adult conversation and like use a different part of my brain. And I wanted to feel like I was, I'm not saying that motherhood isn't a great accomplishment. I do. I think the best thing that I'll ever do is raise great human beings. But I wanted to feel like I was accomplishing in another arena. I wanted, to, and I also feel like this is, this is something for me that I deeply believe is I feel like it's so good for our children to see us in the arena, failing forward, getting up, not hitting every single goal, uh, working hard, working when it's uncomfortable, 
doing the work, even when you don't feel like it, prioritizing things to be successful, because how are they going to learn work ethic and all of these values if they don't see it modeled to them? And so I I feel like sometimes, you know, there can be this like, oh, well, you're leaving your kids to go out and do a meeting. And I'm like, but it's so great for them to see us go out and serve on other people and help other people and go after our goals. And so as I digress a little bit for me, like as I met Alicia, that was what I wanted. And so I guess I didn't really have a lot of pushback because I built my business for a solid five years. Well, two and a half years, then I met my husband, then another two and a half years before we had our first baby. But we were so all into our business. We were convicted. This is what we were doing. We weren't like, we had planted our flag. We're not going anywhere. So it's not like I started my business and then got a lot of pushback from my family or anybody being like, well, but you're a mom first. And like, now you're taking this on and excuse me, you're going to take time away from your kids. Um, which I have seen people get. And like, I just coach people on my team. I'm like, you have to realize why you're remember why you're doing it. And so I didn't get a lot of that because I was already very convicted and I don't open myself up to it. I think that our association is so important in who we hang out with. And so if somebody, if I know somebody is not positive about what I'm doing with my life, I just don't spend a lot of time with them right? Mm -hmm. Um, I put myself in rooms with people that are supportive and uplifting and encouraging and will normalize the struggle when you have hard days, but are going to be like, Hey, let, let's help you move through it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I guess I haven't really gotten that much because people just know where I stand. Like they just know, like, don't F with me because like, it's, you're not going to get anywhere. (laughs) That's so good. Boundaries, baby. (laughs) Right. I'm like, you can say what you want. Like, oh, Yeah. Like it's just, it's funny the things people say, right. I left my son. He was a week old. We had an event downtown. I had had him a week later. We had had event and like, I could have chosen not to go, but I'm like, I feel pretty good. Like I had a pretty easy delivery. My mom was babysitting and he was crying as I left. And I'll never forget. My mom was like, well, he's crying because he's only a week old and you're leaving him. And I like that hurt. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like the dagger to my heart as a brand new mom. That's like hormonal and emotional. Yeah. But I just remember thinking like, but I, re- but I, I remember why I'm doing this because mm-hmm. it's important for me to get out of the house with my husband hand in hand and have that time for the two of us. It's important for me to go serve on my team and show them that I still have their back, that I'm not ghosting them. Mm-hmm. That did I go a little late because I had to pump and yes, did I leave a little early because I had to go home and feed the baby? Yeah, like that's fine, but I just I remember what the long-term vision is and he's never going to remember that I left him for 2 hours at a week old. Like he right? Mm-hmm. And I know you and I have talked about this a lot. I know this is a little bit off of your question, but our kids are going to need us more when they're older. Yep. They're not going to remember. They're not Mm going to remember when they were two and you like had a work meeting in the basement for an hour. They're not going to remember when you went on that weekend, you know, trip to go grow yourself. They're going to remember a mom that went after their goals ferociously, that had a tenacious spirit that had an identity outside of them. That's the thing. I'm like, I don't want to live vicariously through my children. I don't yeah. want them to be my whole entire world. And then they grow up and live their own lives. And now I don't know who I am. Right. I want to have an identity outside of that. And they're not going to remember those things when they're one, two, three, four, probably even five or six. But you know, when they're going to need me is when they're 12 and something happens at school or when they're 16 and they're dating and they want to have a conversation or like, I just feel like 
they're going to need us more then. And so that's why I'm excited about investing the time now so I can have even more time with them in the future. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the long-winded answer. No, I love it. There's so many paths that I want to take, but I, (laughs) I do feel like one of the most important things that has been, again, in general, missed in generations before us is having an identity, whether it is a business, whether it's hobbies, whatever it is outside your responsibilities and you how you show up as a mom. <clears throat> Anytime an artist or a athlete wins an award, not every time, but so often they get up there or they're in a documentary and they talk about how their mom gave up everything so that she could support them and be there for them and go to every baseball game and be at everything. And like, my mom did everything for me. And there is no shade to the moms that are doing that. But for me, that's not what I want to show my kids. My kids, I love, I very much am like my heart outside my body. Like I love them so incredibly much, but I love myself too. And the, the mom responsibility has not ever been enough for me. And I want to show my kids that you can have the life that you want. You do have to work hard for it. Sometimes you have to be unconventional in your choices, but you have to be convicted and your entire life isn't your role. Your entire life isn't about being a wife or a husband or mother. Your entire life also isn't being a business owner or an employee. Like you get to be multifaceted. You don't have to fit yourself in a box. And so that includes not being only a mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, I remember a a speaker saying once she was talking about they have five kids and they have a very large organization within our business. And she was saying, if you want to raise kids that aren't self-centered and selfish, then don't make them the center of your world. Because she's like, if you raise them to be the center of your entire world and everything revolves around them, like, then of course they're going to think that they are. And, and don't get me wrong. I love my kids. They get a lot of special treatment. Like we definitely like nap time is sacred for us. Like I'm the mom that I'm like, there are some things that like nap times and bedtime routines. And even when we're traveling, we keep them on a pretty, you know, regular meal schedule. Like they are at home. Like we keep that routine. But I just think that like when we, when we make our whole life revolve around our children all through till adulthood, like then how do we expect to raise kids that are servers and great members of the community when they've never seen you model like giving to somebody else and being selfless right I totally agree with you and it's so funny my parents did not raise us to be there were three of us did not raise us to be the center of the universe my mom's here right now and I was teasing her because we were talking about how when I was in middle school, I had an accident playing basketball. I ended up fracturing my ankle. We didn't know it at the time, but in- <laughs> instead of taking me to the hospital right away, they were like, no, we, our plan was to go have Sunday dinner with your grandparents. So that's what we're going to do. So we went and had Sunday dinner and I sat on the couch with a bowl of pasta on my chest and ice on my ankle. And I said to my mom, I said, you know, I was teasing. I can't believe you did that. Like child abuse. And she's like, you survived, didn't you? And yeah. you're probably better off for it. She's like, I didn't raise weak kids. I raised you to be strong and resilient. Yeah. This is a very silly, dramatic answer or example, but it is true that 
I feel like when you have kids, you have to figure out a new normal and it doesn't revolve around your kids. Now, and I'm the same as you. Nap time is sacred. Meal times are pretty much the same. Like I get that. The routine is there. But we're also going to do things that I like to do and watch things that I like to watch and listen to music that I want to listen to or else I'm going to lose my ever loving mind. <laughs> totally. Well, it's funny you say that because I've I've had this conversation with friends before because I I've had friends where like we plan a play date and then I get to the place and I get a text being like, oh, so-and-so is having a really tough morning. We're just not going to make it like I can't get them to put pants on. And I'm like, Okay, like this is just how it rolls in our house. Like we've made a commitment to be somewhere. I'm like, do you want to put your pants on or do you want me to put your pants on for you? Or do you want me to load you in the car without your pants on? Because when we say we're going to be somewhere, we are a family that shows up. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is how, like, sorry if I offend anybody on your podcast, Shadow, but I'm like, this is how some people run their houses. Like so-and-so just doesn't feel like going this morning. Like I understand if you're sick, or like, that's a different story, but like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just having a tough morning. You don't want to put their pants on. I'm like, dude, the amount of times I've had to put my kid in their car seat without their shoes on. And I'm like, here they are. Hopefully you put them on by the time we get there. Like we are going right. And it's silly, but I'm like, we are a family that shows up. It's no different than, you know, when, when we leave for a meeting at night and Brayden's losing his mind crying, he's like, I don't want you to go. And I'm like, but baby, we're a family that when we make commitments and we say we're going to be somewhere, we go. And mommy and daddy made a commitment to be there. You know, you love babysitter Emily. She's going to be here with you for an hour. She's going to do bedtime and mommy will be back tomorrow morning and I'll get to spend all day with you. Like, right. And it's like, because am I supposed to just cave and be like, because he's like throwing a temper tantrum, I'm supposed to stay home. Like, what does that teach him? Right. Mm -hmm. And does it pull my mom heart? 100%. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's losing his mind as I'm walking out the door. But like, mm-hmm. I, I just think that we can do so much for our children by leading a life that also doesn't always include them, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, like me coming down here and doing this, Brayden's like, well, I want you to hang out with me. And I'm like, well, I know, baby, but like, I made a commitment. I'm excited about this. Like, this is for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, I think that for me, business ownership has really been one of those things where it's given me an identity outside of mom, outside of wife, outside of everything. And it's just, it's just another hat I get to wear. And I'm so grateful for the outlet and like getting to use that different side of my brain. I feel like it keeps me sharp. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think we get, there's kind of this like balance of, we're so afraid that like one time we yell at our kids, we're going to ruin them. Or one time we do this, we're going to ruin them. But we also need to consciously make decisions and create a household rule book or whatever you want to call it that helps us raise the kind of kids that we want to put into the world. I, I totally feel what you're saying today. Dom was like, mom, I don't want to go to school. Like, please, can I stay home with you? I don't want to go to school. And a big part of me thought I could just let him stay home. But every decision that you make in everything has a steamroll effect. And if I would have let him stay home, I would have either had to reschedule calls or done the calls with him. I would have been frustrated because we took them to Disney yesterday. So we were together all day yesterday. So I haven't had any time for myself, which means by tonight, I'm a cranky, jerky mom. 
And the same thing, yeah. the same thing happened yesterday. We got home from Disney and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put them in the bath and I'll get in the shower right next to them mm-hmm. while they're in the bath together. Worst decision ever because we were all tired. We were all cranky. <laughs> they didn't want to stay in the bath. I'm full of soap and they're like, we're fighting. Da, 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 da. So I would have been better off instead of trying to be efficient waiting and having my 20 minute shower after they went to bed which recuperates me it resets me I have my skincare moment totally that would have been a better choice um so for me I do feel like what I have found and you can tell me if it's different is having boundaries even with my kids having these routines and things in place even from when my kids were home with me full-time even to now is what allows me to run a business because a lot of women will say, I can't start a business. I can't join your team. I can't do this thing because I don't have time. And when you dig into it, it's not that they don't have time. It's that they don't have structure. Is that what you find too? 100%. This is actually, and this is why I love our business model is that we don't just coach the people that we partner with on the business because actually- 90% of the things that hold people back have nothing to do with business and everything to do with life, right? Mm -hmm. I got in a fight with my spouse. Um, My kids are, you know, running me ragged, whatever it is, right? My work is like overwhelming me and they don't know how to put boundaries in place. And um, like, maybe I'm a little bit savage. I don't know, but I'm just like, we, if you book a birthday party between noon and four, we're probably not coming. Like if I have to take both children, it's different if Adam's home and I can just take Brayden. But like Addie is 18 months. She needs her, her nap. So if you book it between one and four, I'm sorry, that's nap time, right? Um, Like I mean, it is for a little bit of a selfish reason. Like before we had kids, I had chronic migraines, sleep, lack of sleep was a trigger. I was like, Adam, I, our kids have to sleep well. So we, we did sleep train. And I'm so grateful because it so helped me with my business, right? I was telling you earlier, like when COVID happened, I had no childcare. I had a brand new six week old baby. My mom couldn't come over to help. Adam was gone half the time. Um, cause he works out of town. And the only time I could work was when he napped. And I was so grateful that he actually took naps in his crib. Not, and I love my baby's napping on me. I love it. But like, I was like, I also need to work, right? Like I need to be productive. And for me, I was like, not just that I need to do it because here's the thing is like, I own my own business. I don't have a boss. I don't actually have to do anything. I could just not, but I want to, because we have goals and dreams and aspirations. And because I feel better when I am productive in that other area. Right. And so, yeah, like naps are important for us, sleep schedules, all those things. And, and like you said, those boundaries of like, just even parenting, right? Like, I'm like, my kids don't run my house. I run my house. Right. And that might sound yep. mean, but I'm like, no, nope. like kids thrive off of boundaries. They thrive off of routines. And I'm not a parenting expert. I don't have it all figured out. Like I still have days Brynn had an epic meltdown in the airport on the way there and on the way back when we went to visit Adam's family. And like the second time we were literally in the terminal waiting to board the plane and he's losing his mind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Like you guys, I don't have it all figured out. Okay. Like in that moment, I was like, do you want the iPad? Do you want a Timbit? Like <laughs> you're in a public place. I cannot contain you. Like you can have whatever you want. <laughs> I will give you anything. What would you like? Like, um, nothing was working. He was just like, so overtired, overstimulated anyways. But like at home, it's like, 
if we had been at home, it would have been like, excuse me, like, I understand you're upset, but like that behavior is not appropriate. So do you need to go sit and like take a body break or whatever? Right. Like I'm just anyways. Yeah. I think that that's really helped me. I think some of the routine though, because I know there's some people listening to this that are like, that is too much. There's too much structure. That is too much. There's somebody that I follow on Instagram that I really like. Um, Shan with the boys. I don't know if you follow her and she's all about getting your kids. She gets out every single day. And honestly, I wish I would have found her when I had, when, when Dom was first born, because it would have given me more confidence getting out of the house. And for her, she's like, I have three kids. Their ages span. My youngest is going to take a nap in the car. I guarantee Mm -hmm. you that if we talk to her, she's probably not type A, like you and I are, Mm -hmm. we're like type A, I thrive on routine. I thrive on control. And so having a routine and having control doesn't necessarily work for every single person because some people are going to rebel against it if you're not a type A person. But Mm -hmm. what I'm curious about, what are some things, because I know you really work with like mentoring the type A mom, the ones that are home and are like, this isn't enough. I need more. Like what, like, what can I do? I'm a type A control freak. How are you mentoring them to get closer to living this kind of life of best of both worlds? Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm assuming by getting closer, you mean like actually having something where they feel fulfilled and yeah. being a great mom and a yes. great wife. Cause I think so often we think that, well, if I start a business, that means that my marriage is going to suffer. I'm going to be a crappy mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like everything's going to go to the wayside and it's just simply not true. And so some of the things that I do that are like tangible is I plan out my week every week. So I literally sit down, I print off like a by hour once again, type A, and not everybody is going to, this is going to work for them, but like by our Monday through Sunday calendar, where I actually, number one, I plan out fun things. I plan out my outings with the kids. I plan in my time with Adam, like he's gone half the time. So when he's gone, I don't really have to think about, you know, him and I spending time together. We physically can't. Um, but when he's home, I'm like, okay, he's home. He's going to get home on Thursday. He's going to be coming off night shift. Like one of the things we really like doing is when he comes off night shift, we usually have lunch together as a family because he gets home around 11 a.m. And then we all like we all have a nap. So the kids nap in their own room. But like I just I missed him. I'm like, let's go snuggle in bed and have a nap. Right. While the kids nap. So I know that that day I'm probably not going to get any work done during nap time. Um, So if I can that week, I'll block that off. I'll block off okay, we're going to go to the zoo on Friday morning. So that's the family activity. Okay. On Saturday, you know, afternoon, we're going to my mom's for supper, block that time off, you know, so I block these things in my schedule so that it's not just business. It's like, yes, business is in there too. Right. So like, Hey, okay. On Monday during nap time, this two hours, I'm going to work. And I don't get as detailed as like what I'm going to do. I know some people write down, like they're going to do these five tasks. I'm just maybe that's where I've like learned to let some stuff go. I'm like, stuff changes. Like some days I'm like, I think I'm going to do this. And all of a sudden I have this great idea and it changes and I just let myself go with the flow. But I think it's important that you schedule it. And I know you and I have talked about this a lot because for years I was like, if I'm going to be successful, I need to cut out all fun in my life. Like Mm -hmm. you can't have fun until you hit this level because you haven't earned it. Like I was very much the like, Sam, you have to earn it. You have to earn going away for the weekend. You have to earn that fun night out. You have to earn that time with your friends. You have to earn that movie or massage or whatever. And I'm not saying that there isn't an element of growing an income 
to allow you to add more massages to your budget, right? Like we've talked about, like before it was like, I could go for my one every second month that we could afford in our benefits. Now it's 90 minutes every two weeks. We worked up to that. But I really like, I cut myself out of the knees and I didn't have fun. And I was bitter and resentful. And I resented my husband. I resented my kids. I resented my business because it was just like all serious. Versus now I'm like, no, you schedule in fun. You schedule in family time. You schedule in couples time. You schedule in, like you guys, the amount of white space I put on my calendar, like this is another trick. Don't overschedule yourself. Put white Mm -hmm. space on your calendar because stuff is going to happen. Your children will get sick. You will have to hold your baby probably all day because she has a fever one day. If you have everything scheduled to every minute, it's very hard to say, oh, I'm just not going to work today when you're like, I have no other block of time to do that. Mm-hmm. Versus when you know that you have these like white spaces where you're like, okay, I can pivot here. I can hold her for the day. When she goes down early at 6 p.m., I then have this white space in my calendar where I can do X, Y, Z, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of one of the biggest things that I coach people on is like actually plan out your week and like plan your life because the whole point of having a business is to enhance your life not to like wipe out everything else that's important to you it's to like enrich your life right which means that your your marriage should be better your relationship with your kids should be better like we plug people into a whole personal growth program because we're like we don't want you to just have success in one area of your life which is your business and making money we want you to have success in every area of your life mm-hmm. right And that's why I joke, like, I want you to feel rich AF. Like, I want you to feel like that, like, gosh, my marriage is good and my kids are good. And not saying it's perfect, but like to enjoy all of it, right? Because I know it sounds cliche, maybe it's because I've had some losses in the last couple of years, but I'm just saying, you just don't know how much time you're going to get. You have to like work hard and enjoy it. Yes. you And you don't have to, and, and I struggled with this too. And I've talked about this a lot. You don't have to earn the right to have fun, you just have to be a little bit crafty with your schedule. I took Monday off this week and I took Tuesday off to take the kids to Disney knowing last night that they would go to bed at 6 30. Mm-hmm. And so I spent 45 minutes doing a couple tasks after they went to bed that had to get done, which doesn't, it's not always the case, but it was the case last night. And that, that is what it's about. And I'm a lot happier now that I do plan for the fun as a priority before everything else and that doesn't have to look like going to the zoo it doesn't have to look like going to Disney it can look like one nap time a week and I used to do this when the kids were home full-time one nap time a week is I'm pulling something off of my like Gianna list of things Mm -hmm. it's like I'm gonna watch the great British breaking show during nap time Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna read a book or I'm gonna listen to my Harry Potter podcast without distractions, because this is going to make me, this will feel like rest. This is going to make me feel good. It doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't have to be this like insane thing, but it does have to be something that's so like just for you, guilty pleasure, no productivity. It's that nap that you need just as much as your kids do. That is fun. And that can be as fulfilling as the big stuff too. Totally. Well, and it's funny because that's you made me realize, right? Months ago when you were like, Sam, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm like a 
Alicia asked me that years ago. She's like, what are your hobbies? Because I grew up horseback riding. And so that was my entire life. Because when you ride horses, it just, it takes up like your three hours at the barn every day, right? So there's not mm-hmm. a lot, once, once you work full time, there's not a lot left over. Um, but then I had kids and I did it a little bit. And then with two kids, it's just, it got to the point where I was just like, my body needed to heal after my second. I didn't really get back into it. And so it's not something I really do anymore. And it's just on the back burner for now. I'll pick it back up eventually. It's okay. That's a choice I've made. I haven't been forced to, but for me, I was like, I don't know, like what, what do I do for fun? Like my whole identity was wrapped up in, I ride horses, right? Um, like I did that for a business. I started my own business at 19 doing that. And so as you asked me that, I started to think about, okay, what do I do? And I remember texting you that one day being like, I just went for 90 minutes. Massage. I do things for myself. I think it's just like some of the things aren't like, you know, like I don't crochet. I don't paint. I don't do arts and crafts. I don't like, I used to go to yoga. Right. But it wasn't a ton, but I'm like, okay, there are things. And so this is what got me on. I know you and I were talking about this this morning, this self-care like list of like things that I do for myself. And I've started to realize, as you said that to me, I started to realize that there are all these little things that I do just for me selfishly. I am obsessed with my skincare routine. Morning, night, it gets done. It takes me three minutes. It's not a ton of time. It makes me feel good. I feel amazing in my skin. It's something that I love. That's like my little guilty pleasure. Like I just feel like so refreshed after it, right? A long, hot shower when somebody else is watching my children is like, I know some yes. people, that's not self-care. I'm like, in my world where you solo parent 50% of the time, that is self-care, okay? Not having to think about what your toddler is tearing off your counters is self-care. <laughs> um, and so it's funny because I started realizing that I do these little things and that I'm just so grateful for these little pockets of time that give me reprieve that just make me feel so joyful. My cup feels full, right? Especially in that solo parenting week where I'm by myself and I'm like, I got to make it seven days alone. Like, I know you've joked, like you do four and you're like, how do you do it? And I'm like, tapped out after like a day and a half. (laughs) (laughs) You're like calling and reinforcing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. But like, so these little things. And so I'm just so grateful that you brought that up because it made me realize that there are lots of things I do. And I've started talking about that more because I think we, as moms, we need that. We need that reprieve. We need that like little three, four, five minutes of just like joy. And there's big things, there's small things, there's free things, there's expensive things, all those things. But yeah, it's just been so helpful for me to have those little things. And I, and I guess not just have them because I did them before, but recognize them and actually like take a moment to think about how grateful I am that like, I'm getting the shower by myself. I don't have to think about my children. Like, when I go for my 90 minute massage this afternoon, like to actually soak it in and like turn my brain off. Cause my brain used to just run rampant for those 90 minutes. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't think I relaxed at all. Now I actually usually fall asleep or like actually kind of doze off. And so just taking the moment, cause that's the other piece is you can do all these things, but if you're doing them without appreciating them, I don't actually think that they fill you up. I think that they just feel like another task on your to-do list. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I, I, I want to, dive deeper into one of the things that you said, because I know that it is an ongoing discussion on social media and in mom groups of like, what actually is self-care. And I think that, you know, there are people that'll say grocery shopping without your kids is not self-care, you know? And I understand why they say that because it's, it's a bigger conversation of just because you're a stay-at-home mom or any kind of mom doesn't mean that you shouldn't be allowed 
chunks of time. Just because Mm -hmm. your spouse is the breadwinner doesn't mean that if you are solo parenting or the full-time parent doesn't mean that you shouldn't get chunks of time away from your kids. However, sometimes you have to appreciate the self-care or the cup filling that you get. If you're a single parent or if you're solo parenting or if your husband travels a lot or if he works a lot and you're the full-time parent, sometimes that one hour nap time where you get to read is the self-care that you are going to get. Sometimes that shower at the end of the night when both kids are in bed or however many kids you have, your kids are in bed and you're getting to shower alone and do your self-care or your skincare, that is your cup, that's what you're going to get. And so we talked about this earlier, but like, it is the mindset around it and being appreciative. That's one of the first things I, as often as possible, I wait to get in the shower until after my kids are in bed. And my husband teases me. I'll be like, all right, I'll be out in a little bit and we'll watch TV. And then it's like 90 minutes later because, (laughs) because I'm in there, like really, I'm not even doing anything. You're singing. Don't lie, Gianna. You're having a singing, dancing party. Sometimes I am singing in the shower, but I get in, I take my deep breaths. I kind of like let myself process the day. And I stay in the shower and I'm just so happy to be in there in the warmth, I know, <laughs> like, me too, the girl. silence sometimes. <laughs> and it's just like being able to do your skincare without somebody being like, it's, it's so, I so appreciate that hour at the end of the day, especially when my kids are sick, especially when it's the weekend. And to me, somebody telling me that that's not self-care, they're wrong. I'm not wrong. Cause to me, it feels very luxurious. Totally. Well, I think, I think to your point, to you, it is. And I think this is something that we need to stop judging other people for is every, self-court care is going to be different to every, for everyone. Like, for example, doing a home reno, that is not self-care. Like, ew, I would never, like, like that, like, ew, I've, Adam and I have a rule. We will never buy a house that needs to be renovated because I'm like, I couldn't live, I couldn't live in it. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the noise. That is not self-care. Painting. I'm not really into that. Some people love it. Crocheting, um, you know, going to CrossFit. Like I used to love going to yoga in this season of life. I don't. Self-care is going to be different for everyone and you have to figure out what it is. But I think two things to your point is number one, I agree. I don't think that just going and running errands by yourself for 30 minutes or an hour, going grocery shopping by yourself should be all you get. I think there's a bigger conversation at play where I'm so grateful. I have a husband that is so supportive and really we are a team. And he, when he's home, he probably does more than I do. He probably cooks more, cleans more, parents more, all those things, because I'm putting more time into our business on the, on the social media side. And it's just different. It's how we work. It's how we run, but like, we're both really good about giving each other time. Um, And I think that's a big piece is that a lot of times, in my opinion, from what I've seen from coaching a lot of couples, um, is couples don't talk. They don't communicate enough. And I, I won't even go into this topic because it's like, I think there's a lot of things that need to be said about it, right? Podcast for another day. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just do a whole other episode, right? <laughs> so I think that's a big thing is that that's not all you deserve. I Because I agree, there's stay-at-home moms that are, that are like, I am like, I'm run ragged. I'm tired. I need more. I need more than like an hour to go get groceries where my brain is still thinking about all the groceries that I need. I'm still doing the mental load, but I don't have my children with me. But from somebody that solo parents for a week at a time, 
oh my gosh, can I tell you that trying to pull two toddlers out of their car seats, put them in strollers in minus 30 weather here in Alberta, um, which in Fahrenheit, it's like, you guys, it's almost minus 40, okay? Um, like, it's really cold. So when you're like pulling your two toddlers out to have to go into run errands or get groceries or do Christmas shopping or whatever, it is not fun when you're like bundled up and then you add pregnancy, you add side effects, all those things. So when my mom is like, I'll watch the kids so you can go get your blood work done. I'm like, do I have time to do two returns without my children? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Day in May. Like, this is amazing. That is, it feels good to me. It brings me joy because I know that it's making my life easier. So in some seasons that might be it, but I will add, and I know we've talked a lot about this mindset piece, you and I, is that it's not going to feel like self-care if you're being a Debbie Downer, mm-hmm. if you're playing the victim. And I say that with so much empathy and love because that was me for a really long time. Um, and I'm embarrassed to admit that, but I was the cranky, like Debbie Downer, glass half empty, um, oh, yeah, another thing happened again, wah, 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 and it's really hard to admit that you are the problem, mm-hmm. and I know we talked about this earlier today, but, like, we live in a culture where, like, this victimhood, this, like, poor pitiful me, I have it so hard, you get sympathy, and it, and it actually brings you community, right, like, what's the, like, misery loves company, right, and so it is hard, and I'm not saying to be toxic, toxically positive or positive poly and like gosh life is just so great right like you know and 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 as I share with you right I have really bad morning sickness nausea fatigue all those things when people ask me how are you doing I'm like well like it's a little touch and go hour by hour like some days some hours (laughs) I feel great and some I'm like am I gonna throw up or am I gonna pass out I don't know but we're making it like it's all good it's gonna end soon like we get to choose and this comes back to I am in the circumstance right now where we have chosen for Adam to work out of town for the family life that we want to have over the next five years. It makes the most sense financially for him to continue working out of town. And so he's gone for a week. He's home for a week. And I could either look at that as, oh my gosh, he's gone for a week. I have to deal with seven days of these kids by myself. This is horrible. I'm going to be exhausted. Like just counting down the minutes, like you know, and like every day you could put them to bed and you'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to do it again tomorrow. Like when will I ever get a break? And I'm not saying I don't have moments like that. I do. But then I catch myself and I'm like, but I have a really great life. Like I'm grateful that I have two great kids. I'm grateful that I'm pregnant with my third. I'm grateful that I have a husband that is willing to give up time with his family to go away to work for our family because he sees the long-term vision of what we want in the next five years. I'm grateful that, you know, we have food to put on the table and therefore I have dishes to do and a dishwasher to load. I'm grateful that like my kids have clothes to wear and I have a washing machine, right? And you know what? Today might've been hard, but I'm going to get a good night's sleep and tomorrow's going to be different. And like, I get to choose the tone of the day. I get to choose what I think about the circumstance. I get to choose what I think about my kids And when you change that and when you start to take this like 15 minute shower that you get by yourself after your kids are in bed as like, oh, this is so amazing. I'm so grateful for this time to myself. Like this is so rejuvenating. This is exactly what I needed versus I can't believe this is all I get for seven days. It like totally changes everything. Like you 
feel better. You have more joy because you get to choose the thoughts that you think and thoughts create feelings. And therefore these things that you do, you might be doing the exact same self-care, but if you're doing it with the wrong attitude, the wrong mindset, the poor pitiful me, this is all I get. I'm, I'm so jealous that so-and-so gets more than me because that's where I was before. I was like, I can't believe that that person gets X, Y, Z, right? Then you're not going to enjoy it and you're still going to be cranky, right? And then it, we can move into the whole, like, then your energy will create what you're going to draw into you and that'll be more abundance. You will repel things from you. You will repel opportunities. You will repel money, which will give you more resources to have more self-care and help and all these things. It, But you'll repel it all if you're in a negative energy. So it's like, you got to shift your mindset, right? Well, it's that Murphy's law. It's like the, you know, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and then you spill your coffee and then you have to change shirts and you still have a stain on the other shirt. And then you catch all the red lights to work and it mm -hmm. steamrolls. But so we're almost out of time. But before we go, I want, I would love for you to give the woman that's listening. That's like, she gets to the end of the day and she's like, I wish I would have been better today. Like I want to be better today or I wanted to be better today. I need tomorrow to be better, but she's kind of stuck in that cycle, like almost getting in her own way, which we've all been there because she just doesn't know. She doesn't have anything tangible to actually shift because sure she could drink enough water. Yes. We know that prioritizing like working out or eating enough food for me, that's a big one. If I'm hungry, I'm an angry mom. Like we all know those Ditto. small, <laughs> those small things that we need to do to take care of ourselves physically. But what is like a really tangible example that you could give her? She's listening to this. She's going to go to bed tonight. She's like, okay, tomorrow I have to be different. I want to be better for my kids. I don't want to have this like Eeyore gray cloud over me forever. What, what are ta something tangible you would tell her to do the first thing she wakes up tomorrow morning? Yeah, that's a great question, Gianna. I think the first thing I want to say is, number one, you need to just forgive yourself. Like, I, I know that's so silly to say, but I think so often we beat ourselves up as moms and nothing good ever comes from a place of shame. We don't change from a place of shame, right? And I think so often, like, I know for myself, I kind of snapped at Brayden in the airport and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. Like, I know better, Right. And it's like, okay, but beating myself isn't going to make it any better. Right. Like I was frustrated. He was frustrated. And so number one, I just want you to like, forgive yourself, like, just like, let it go, draw a line in the sand and be like, well, I get to choose to change. Like I, this is the craziest thing about life is that you can choose at any minute to be a completely different person. Mm -hmm. Right. And not in a fake way, but just in a, like, I get to choose who I am when I walk into a room. Right. And so one of the things that I do, so number one, forgive yourself, love yourself, give yourself lots of grace and compassion because you're probably going to slip up again and you're going to be like, oh, I did it again. Like, this is the thing about rewiring neural pathways is, hey, one quick story. When Adam and I first got married, so I grew up in a household where there's a lot of screaming and yelling. That's all I, that was modeled to me. So when we, him and I first got married, whenever we get an argument, I would yell at him, like scream, yell. And I'd be like, why won't you yell at me? And he's like, why? I yell at you like I love you because like, that's what normal people do they love each other but like this would happen every argument and it would like get shorter and shorter where I would realize it was happening and I'd be so embarrassed but it was like my default that my body would just like start doing it and I was like I am so sorry like I I don't want to treat you this way like I and so as you rewire those neural pathways 
like you're going to slip up. You're going to fall back into old patterns, but you can literally like the more you do it, you can flip that faster and faster. Okay. So give yourself a ton of grace. But one of the things that I do, and I can't remember where I heard this. I think somebody calls it like the doorway method or something is like in every environment I walk into, I try really hard to like, before I walk into the next room to like actively stop for just half a minute and think about like, okay, who do I want to be in this room? Like, how do I want to show up? Okay. So after this, I'm going to walk upstairs. My kids are going to be napping. Like, do I want to be the wife that like walks up and I'm like, don't talk to my husband, go about making my lunch, like do whatever. Or do I want to be the wife that walks up there and gives him a hug and, and I go like, oh, hey, how did, how did lunch and nap time go? And like create that connection. Same thing with my kids. There's some days where like I'm working and they'll come down here and I'm like, okay, I can hear them. And I'm like, what kind of mom do I want to be right now? Do I want to be the mom that they walk in and I'm annoyed with them? And I'm like, what are you doing down here? Go back upstairs. Or do I want to be the mom that's like, like, cause normally I'm like just writing content or whatever. I'm not on a call. Do I want to be the mom that like turns everything off for a second, turns to them and goes, Hey buddy, how's it going? What are you doing? Did you need something? Right. And just like, think, and I'm not perfect. Once again, like the amount of times I screw this up guys, but it's like something that like, I think if you can take each little interaction and just like, think about who do you want to be, right? The same thing when you walk into somewhere, when I, before I got on this podcast, I'm like, how do I want to show up today? Like I'm tired, I'm fatigued, I'm nauseous, got my ginger ale here, but like, I love this work. I love talking to women about this stuff. I love talking to you. And so I set an intention of like, I want to show up as like true authentic Sam, who is like not perfect, not, I don't have it all figured out, but like, I want to inspire somebody to be better, right? So I don't know if that helps. That's kind of like one tangible thing because I think when once we can shift our mindset and just choose who we want to be and then pairing that with gratitude, I know you and I have talked about this, gratitude's such a funny thing. It's like the buzzword. People are like, oh, gratitude. Yeah, that's just the secret. But I promise you, you guys, it changes everything. Like when you are grateful, it literally, there's been scientific studies that have shown that gratitude and anxiety cannot live in your brain at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's physically impossible. And that, and that makes me believe that then depression can't live in your brain at the same time, fear, worry, any of those negative emo- emotions. And so I just go, whenever I'm like going through something that's hard, I'm like, okay, what can I be grateful for? Right. And like thinking about, okay, how does that make me feel? Right. And sinking into that. I think, um, just to expand on what you said, because it's so good. I, I love, I've actually never heard that before. I love that. Like, who do I want to show up as, as I'm going into each individual second? Um, I think saying things out loud can really help. Like again, yesterday we were at Disney and I'm like, I did say like, we are so like, it's so special that we can take our kids out of school on a Tuesday Mm-hmm. and afford to take them to Disney for the day and like be here and it's a beautiful day so I think one saying it out loud helps and if your kids are there they're hearing you yes. have gratitude in that moment too um because I don't want to wait personally I don't want to wait until the end of the day and write my five things that I was grateful totally. for today I want to do it in the moment and then what I the other thing I want to say is I think just like you have to give yourself grace, you get to celebrate yourself I do yes. this when you have a great mom moment where you're like Ooh, I handled that really well. You get to say that because you're rewarding yourself. You're praising yourself because you are going to yell at your kids again, 
or you're going to tell them to stop crying, even though you don't want to tell them to stop crying, or (laughs) you're going to pressure them to eat, even though you know better than to pressure them to eat. You are going to do these things because it is within our realistic realm to fall back on the way we were raised. And our parents raised us very different. Even if you grew up in the most wonderful household, our parents raised us different than how many of us are raising our kids in this day and age. And so just giving yourself grace and celebrating yourself when you crush it, when you have those days, there's our, there are days where Jeff and I will sit down on the couch and we're like, we survived. Like, <laughs> we survived. And then there's days where we're like, today was a really good day. It was like, so we did nice. good. High five. Yes. Yeah. yes. Totally. You celebrating those wins too, even when they're really small. And this is true in business as well. It's so important to build that excitement and that confidence and that just like those feel good, like warm and fuzzy butterflies. Totally. Totally. And the other thing I'll add is I know you're not big on the like, write down five things you're grateful for, but something that's really fun is you guys get a thing, of sticky notes, get a pen, put in your bathroom and every morning, write down something you're grateful for. Like, cause you're in there in the morning, right? Like write it down, shove it on your mirror, do it for 30 days. I dare you. If you even start now and do it till the end of the year, I promise you your brain will be drastically different and you will see the world in such a different light. Because as you see all these things add up, the like, wow, like, this is really cool. I have a lot to be grateful for. And you see it every morning. So it reminds you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's so many powerful things you can do to start to switch your brain. And I just, I like talking about this stuff because I think it's so cool. Even in the morning for the moms that are like trying to rewire, like even saying what you're going to be grateful for as you yes. go into the day could be super, super helpful. Of Like okay. setting that atten- uh, intention, writing it down, having it in front of your face, you're having a bad moment and you hide in your bathroom like some of us do it's right there in your face <laughs> of like what you were what you in, set the intention for in the beginning of the day okay Absolutely. so tell everybody if they need more of you in their life which of course if they listened they do where they can find you tell them a little bit about your master class that I'm going to include in the show notes okay so find me on Instagram I love chatting in the DMs. so if you have any questions hit me up in there. Um, it's at samantha.bonwick. I'm sure Gianna will put it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, and then I do have a free mindset masterclass. It's more geared towards women that really want to start their own business that just have some stuff that's holding them back. Right. I think this is the thing is there's nothing wrong with you. If you have fear or doubt or insecurity, we all do like even being a business owner of 10 years, you guys, I still, I still have to work on my mindset in all of these areas, right? It doesn't just like magically go away. And so I I put together this masterclass because from coaching women over 10 years, it's awesome because we get to partner in business with people and coach them in life and in business and mindset and all those things. But what I found was there's this gap of a lot of women need help with their mindset to even be able to take the leap into business ownership, right? They need a little bit of a like, Hey, help me with this so I can have a little bit more confidence so I can be confident to actually like jump into the pool, right? Because it's a little bit scary. And I think especially as a type A controlling perfectionist, I say recovering perfectionist, recovering control freak. I'm like, (laughs) let's, we're trying to let those things go, right? (laughs) I wanted to know that everything was going to have this perfectly laid plan. And unfortunately, with business ownership, with entrepreneurship, that's just, that's not what it is. And motherhood. the things I, (laughs) and motherhood, oh my gosh, right? They're, They're kind of, they're very similar. Yes. Um, but the biggest thing that I love about entrepreneurship, business ownership as a type A woman 
is that I do get to choose when I work, who I work with, how hard I work, how much money I make. Like, you know, Adam and I are on a run for the first five months of next year. Like, we're like, we're going to triple our income. And we get to choose that because we know the work that it takes to go do that. And that's the coolest thing is that you're not capped by anybody else. You get to do exactly what you want. And I love that our business model puts us in a position where we actually get to partner with people and coach them. There's coaching attached. You're not in business by yourself where now you're trying to figure it all out, right? Um, And so mind shift is helping you craft a mindset to launch your dream business so that you can actually go after your goals and dreams. Because isn't that what we all want is to live a life where we actually feel like we got to the end and we went after everything we wanted rather than going, oh, I wish I would have. For real. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. We've been way over 40 minutes. (laughs) I think we're at 50 minutes. So not too bad. Not bad. Not too bad. (laughs) Um, But no, thank you for being here. I will link everything in the show notes and I'm sure you'll be back again next year because we have much more to talk about. (laughs) I would love that. The amount of topics we could cover, Gianna. (laughs) For real. All right, everybody. I will see you in the next episode.